bless you. We give you the glory, we give you the honor, we give you the praise. Thank you, Father. The Bible says, And on the last days, and in the end time, the top of the mountain of the Lord shall be made visible. In this month of July, God will cause you to be visible. He says, He shall be exalted above all hills. The hand of the Most Holy One will exalt you above every obstacle. And He says that the glory of the Lord shall be seen in it. In this season, the glory of God shall be revealed in you. And he says he will draw all men unto him. So shall the glory of heaven that is revealing you draw every man that matters to destiny to you this month. The month of July for you shall be a month of translation. The month of July for you shall be the month of insights. The Lord will fill you with the spirit of sight and insights, ability to see and the knowledge to understand. You will be able to understand the purpose of heaven concerning you according to the word of the Most Holy One. This is the month of revelation for Christ with Tabernacle. Your life shall be revealed to you. Your future shall be revealed to you. The ways you should go shall be revealed to you. The path of life that God has ordained for you shall be made bare before you. Darkness will not hide your sight. Confusion of mind shall be far from you. The Holy Spirit of God in you will speak with a loud voice to your spirit. You will recognize the voice of your maker. It shall be more distinct than any other voice that you hear. You will submit to the voice of the one who created heavens and the earth. And so shall your pride go, your path go brighter and brighter. And this month shall be the month of testimony for you. You will serve the Lord your God with all your heart. It shall be a month that laziness shall depart far away from you. The Lord will grant you zeal in your inner man. Every weapon of the devil against you shall fail. It shall be a season of rising up. So shall it be for you. Out of this altar, war shall go out to the nations of the earth. And Father, we bless your name and exalt and magnify thee. Thank you for what you have been doing for the past three days in this holy mountain. In Jesus' anointed name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Turn the song beside you. Welcome them in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah forevermore. Let's take our seats in the heavenly places. Let me ask you this. How many of you, if you are coming for the first time today, don't answer my question, this question. How many of you were not in the meeting yesterday? Raise your hand. How many of you were not in the meeting on Friday? Raise your hand. Let me say something to you. Don't miss first, second, third of every month. It's a great bridge. Because this house, God told us, I have two days, two sessions for you in the month. And they are covenant sessions for this house. He says, on the first, second, and third, you will meet me. 
And the Lord said, every request you have for the month, present it before me. Okay? And the Lord promised us, and he had fulfilled it. Then he said, every last Friday of the month, and people should come and testify to what I had done in the month. And it shall be an evangelistic outreach meeting. And we have been seeing the hand of God so mightily. Really, by, I discussed some things with work leaders yesterday. Anybody who wasn't in the meeting yesterday and you are an ordained leader, I will have to have personal meeting with you, close door meeting with you, so that you and I will sit down, eyeball to eyeball, and we will talk. One of the things I helped the leaders to know yesterday is the reason why human beings fail. It is in the scripture, but now we are seeing it in the world. How can an organization rise suddenly and hit the global charts with trillions, few years from nothing? And those organizations ditch to the sea the same way. What is wrong? Is God in the business of raising a man and then bringing him down? No. And we found out that one of the reasons that happened, that people tell stories when they used to be great, is just because they ignored what they did to be great. I would together now. So what I told them in the book of Revelations, when God spoke to different church groups, he told them, remember what you did at the beginning. Really, the Ephesus story says, remember your first love. Some of you need to challenge yourself, really, whether you are serving God. I mean, not in your own way, but in the Bible way. And so one of the things that we decided to do, this is the second half of the year, and I've told you, I promise you again, of the year that when we hit the month seven, I'll be taking you back again to the things that God has said from the beginning. We need to appraise our lives. You know, every day you sleep is minus one day in your eternity. Every day you wake up is an opportunity of another day. And when we talk about days that form eternity, we're also talking about the functional days that form you here on earth. What you didn't do yesterday, you will never do it till forever. Anything you do today will just be added to what you did yesterday. So, I want to appeal to every one of us. The workers in this church, members and ordained leaders of every level, <laughs> Workers in this church have a memory verse, and I think it's Colossians what three twenty three to twenty five. Let's read it very quickly. Yes, the next one. Uh-huh. 
that not all what corporate good corporate governance tells? <laughs> That's all. <laughs> That's all. The reason for corporate failure and individual failure is just the ignorance of this principle. The first one says, whatever you do, make sure your heart is in it. And anything you do without your heart, which is supposed to embrace your heart or include your heart, you fail. Both your life pursuits, your career, your marriage, everything. 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 Think about it. Business, vision, dreams. If your heart is not in it, and you only say it, you will grow 10 years older, achieving nothing. To wake up and recognize that it's too late. Am I talking to somebody? So when you look at the principle of the word of God, it's the principle for life. If you just can do it. That's why I told you that for anybody to be successful in the world, or anybody who is successful in the world, if it comes to God, he'll be very successful. Because the principles that give success in God is what gives you success in the world. Okay? And the principle that gives success in the world is what gives success in God. Underlining factor. Discipline. Anything you do that your heart is not in it is a waste of your life and time. Don't do it again. You come to church, it must be with your heart. You pray, it must be with your heart. You work in the office, it must be with your heart. You are in a relationship, it must be with your heart. You have a vision, a dream, it must be with your heart. Anything that your heart is not in, you can guarantee that no matter how many years you put into it, you will fail. The second thing he says here is that whatever we do, we should work at it with all our heart. The word all means that you can be haphazardly in your heart committed to something. You can commit to something a little bit, okay? That is not fully committed in your heart. Your heart is in it today, tomorrow your heart is off it. A man unstable in all his ways, the Bible says in the book of James, let him not think he will receive anything from God. James 1. Now, devil does not want you and I to have hard commitments to any good thing, but to bad things. And so, human flesh, human beings, they love to commit themselves hard to bad things. Things that will end up in regrets, destruction, and stuff like that. Why? Because we carry flesh as our clothing. Our flesh loves everything that we destroy us. You look at your flesh. You discover that everything your flesh you know, look for is, if you don't curb it, it will kill you. Okay? So, we have to subject our flesh under control. That's what we call discipline. For us to be able to balance our flesh that there are some things you desire, you can't get it. And there are some things you don't want. That I will give you. Okay. So, Satan, therefore, will always hinder and try to fight you when you set your heart to gain understanding or to do good things. So, your heart can be in it today. Feel short while you have to give up from it. You know. And don't go there. That 
you know, is willing to reveal himself to everybody. So if you are a Christian and you pray all this lousy prayer, because when you seek him with your heart is when you find him. Principle. Rigid. Settled. Therefore, what the devil tries to fight against is our heart commitment to any good thing. Anyone that devil overcome your heart to your marriage, your marriage will be destroyed. The moment your marriage is no more by heart, it's by feeling, that's the end of it. If the devil can hinder your heart from serving God, you'll just be a pure woman. Spend years in church. People will come after you. They will be speaking in tongues. They will cast out devils before you know they are teaching. And you are sitting down listening to them. But you who have been there, you are supposed to be the one in front. Because you have had too many more things than them. The little they've had, they've made use of it and they've moved. Same thing. Somebody will say, I'm old man, I'm old man, I'm old man. These children, you give birth to, they grew, they, they begin to, you know, follow the path, the right path in life. Get out of university, you are still there, hanging to the old job. These children do their profession. You hear that they are on double of your salary. And you have been a senior manager for 15 years. If you had done something to your senior management, you would have been a director. Your heart wasn't there. You are working as a routine. That would not be you. And before you know it, the people that you look far away, they catch up with you, they pass you. And then in your office, they will be bringing young people to come and be your boss. I mean, I mean, you know what? Because you lost your heart in the words you are doing. It's not because of God. God does not exalt a man who does not commit his heart to what he does. It will be a wrong principle for God. So we are the author of our own life. We must know this. We are the author of our own life. Not demons, not angels. Demons cannot destroy a man who did not destroy himself. Neither can angels bless a man who did not bless himself. Are we together? I'm talking about your heart. Satan wants to destroy our hearts. And the entrance to your heart and my heart is our mind. And our mind is living in the midst of several influences. Man influence, spirit influence, demonic influence, angels influence. So all these things are warring around us. And how can you and I take a decision in our mind that will be in line with God? Is by committing ourselves to God's service. You serve God with your heart. He will take care of every aspect of life. Because you will carry that discipline to your own personal home, to your personal life. You will. Your heart is the wellspring of life, the Bible says. I would together. So, if I was devil, I would only attack human hearts. And that's what he does. That's what he does. Devil doesn't jive about. He attacks the roots. When he eats up the roots, the tree may look huge, humongous. He knows that it's a matter of days he will fall off. And your root is your heart. You must guard it with everything you have. Serve the Lord thy God 
with all thy heart, the, the Bible says. Then with all thy soul, your intellect. With all thy strength, that is a combination of heart and mind. Serve the Lord your God. Don't play games with God. That scripture tells me, whatever you do, it didn't say church you do. Whatever you do. You know, I was sharing a little bit, we were discussing my, my family and I when we were driving down. And I was telling them, when you appoint people anywhere, in church or at work, to head a particular operation, don't appoint them because of favoritism. Appoint them because they are qualified and they are able to deliver. That is one of the greatest problems they find in all these big organizations failing. You know, uh, 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 chief executives in England is old boys club. One of them is leaving one company. They will look for one of them around to push him there. And that's why they collapse. One of the reasons why they collapse. Okay? You must make sure in your life that whatever you do, not just church, your heart is committed. Do not hand your life over to a wrong person. It would relieve your duty, function, have to do to an unqualified person because it would drain you. You do, do it. Then you slow down, you are looking. What are you looking for? Then you go late to where you should be on time. I would get there now. Oh, my car broke down. If your car broke down and uh, you call AA and AA will take one and a half hours, jump out and forget about AA. Get into the, into the police transport. Get where you are going. Come back to deal with the car. You will not allow that car to stop you from God. There is a... Oh, you have... You, you, you discover the truth. You discover that this man lied. But you have acted on falsehood. Because you acted from your mind, not your heart. I have seen marriages broken down because of it. I, on television, I think last week or so, a, a lady was, they were talking about uh, mind. And one of them said that, oh, his, uh, she had a dream that her husband was having sex with somebody. She said she, from that dream and she was so angry with the man, she didn't talk to the man for the whole day. Yes, because she had it. The woman is from erratic like that. How many Christians have that? You have beat you on your dream. And you, you wake up with you and say that, I'm warning you. I mean, <laughs> or you come and say that. Say, what did I do for you? For God's sake, please, look. What did I do for you? And say, what are you talking about? He say, you know what you did. You know what you did. And if you are unfortunate, you will have spoken to the useless pastors too, who will tell you many more lies to propound. Ah, that person is ah, this and is that. And then you will base your opinion on, on a, a false dream you had. And say,
that is you must have been born again decided to follow Jesus before you are a member. But if you are a member of this church, okay, whatever age you are, you have people of your age in this church. Correct? I spoke yesterday to the, work, to the workers about the appearance, the way you look. Men, haircut, and style. All manners of fashions that you follow. Some will paint their hair yellow, green, red, and stuff. Now, let me say this to you. Those act is not sin. To paint your hair yellow, to cut your hair one way, and look like a stupid man. Yes. Because you just want to create attention. Okay? To wear a trouser that one of it is full and the other one remove it so that you have one legged trouser. All that kind of stuff. You bought a good cloth and you put Milton and you burn it, burn it. You know what causes sin? Intention. Intention. So when somebody commits a crime, the first thing is the intention. In law, in your mind, not a Christian. I said this to this. From a normal, good, appeared human being to a strange looking person, what is going on in your heart? Somebody contaminated your mind. Your mind. And you were not careful enough to recognize that you are better than that person. You relegated yourself under a person who has nothing, who is nothing, nobody before God. And then you soon become like them. Because, as I look, so I look normal. Brad Jason, come here. Let me show you something. I'm talking about your heart and your mind. Brother, come here. Stand. Stand. Sister, come and join me here. Yeah, you. Come. Contentious thought. Because there's nothing contentious about. Look at him. His hair is normal like his head. <laughs> yes. Yes. He doesn't have design here. Scripts. No earrings here. So we cannot mistake him for a woman. <laughs> yes. Okay. Look at this man. He looks a good picture of a gentleman. A responsible husband. He doesn't look like an accused. <laughs> Excuse me. Now, if this people pass beside you, will you have any thoughts, evil? So, 
These people, therefore, in their dressing, their intention is just to look good. Not to look controversial. Please go back to your seats. Now, if this woman had, you know, a, a, a long hair or bushy hair, and then she painted the whole of the hair red. If the, I see her, you know, the same way I've seen her now, it will generate thoughts in my brain and in your brain. Okay? If Brad Jason came here today, as I call him to come forward, he wore a trouser that is falling his bones and is walking like that. And his whole eyes was weird. His eyes. <laughs> I don't know how they took the, the worker. I don't know. And his whole eyes were wild, you know. If he walks beside you in the streets, he will generate some thoughts. If I had a woman who wore a tight cloth, and she's plumpy, and her cloth is up, Alright, she walks past, it will generate some thoughts. If a slim woman wore a very, you know, short skirt and her body is exposed, it will generate some thoughts. The thoughts she generates will be generated in the heart of many. Now, many of them, because they are not born again, will be led to commit sin. Who is guilty? You. You are the origin of evil thought. You have become an element that produces evil thoughts. You cannot receive a reward from God because you have connived with the devil as a joint contributor to get people into the act of sin. So, enemy will block you. You will pray and fast. Nothing will happen. You will wonder why. It's because you have denied your God. You have conceded your mind to evil influences and have caused many to sin. Such a man cannot be defined under any definition as righteous. Listen, therefore, why should you look controversial? As a man thinks, God fail. You are a bad example. You are painting God bad. Because they will say, but he is a Christian. That is the day they will call your name. They will call God's name. Can you give him a bad name and go to him to bless you? Let us, let us talk together. The person you, you stain his name, you want him to bless you. Forget it. It is the hand of the enemy against the church. That's what you just say, whatever you do, do with all your heart. It says, work at it with all your heart. Uh, as working for the Lord, not for men. Look, some of you need to be told this. You know, because many of you are, are Africans, Caribbeans, and all the ants, ants, ants. <laughs> Except me. I'm not an African. I'm not a Caribbean. I'm, <laughs> I'm Brexit. 
I'm British, and we found ourselves in an island of regrets. (laughs) Hallelujah, somebody. (laughs) I think in a short time we'll break in back. (laughs) Yeah, you break eight, then you break in. (laughs) Do you know what I want to tell you? Because black people have high culture. Very rich culture. But black people also have terrible culture. So when black people get born again, what should they do? Retain the good culture and don't, don't ditch the bad culture. You know one of the culture of black people? Ah, I don't want to offend her. And she's doing bad things and I will not tell her. It's part of bad African black culture. Call it speed, it's speed, not spade. Eh? S-P-A-D-E. Spade. Call it spade. I can correct my sister, you know, not rudely, when she's doing something wrong. So that she knows that I love her. I protect her. I don't want her to go that route. But if she says no, I leave her. But my correction remains in her spirit. You see, that's been so. Many of you need to know that there are some cultural things that you are brought up with, especially you Africans. If they put your town meeting on church service, if you go there, you're already here. If you can't make your town people know that if you want me in your meeting, it cannot be at a time I'm serving God. Because they will not allow you to put that meeting when they are going to their shrine. If you are doing wedding, if you are doing burial, if you are doing, uh, what other ceremony you do? Naming, or housewarming, or car warming, all the warmings. <laughs> eh? Okay, you must let your cultural people know that though I am part of you, but I am more of God of Israel. These are the rules. Oh, I don't want to offend them. Then you offend God. Can you imagine? How long will you do that? Ah, God doesn't matter. Demons matter. Ah, that's why they won't take it easy with you. And that's why God is helpless when they attack you peanut. Instead of you to be on the side of God and tell your people firmly so that the people can be redeemed from that evil way. And through you, they can come and ask you. Look, let me say this. When I was going to marry my wife, we were not pastors. We were not even workers in the church than intercessors. Let me say this to you. We decided some things that we saw at the time that we didn't have the full knowledge of what the implications are. But we recognize that it's ungodly because it's not in the scripture and it is not spiritual. I said nobody should take this uniform they take when they marry. I should be, they call it. Okay? You know why? Because people will take this cap now. All of us will have black cap. It's not a sin. All of us we are having wedding. You see, 
this um, Pastor Tijani, come here, please. Now, listen to me. Now, this is Pastor Tijani. Dickiness, please come. This is Dickiness. Now, look at the way she appears. If you have 100 women in this church wear this, you will look glorious. True or false? True. Okay? Look at Dickiness, her headgear. Why are you laughing? <laughs> you people, I'm going to leave now. I'm going to cathedral. <laughs> Look at. You see, the colors of this headgear. If we have 50 women in this meeting wearing this headgear, it will look glorious. Okay? Because they are unique and they are good. Please take your seat. So, to decide to wear uniform is not a sin. But, if I'm wedding, and she says, she's my, uh, uh, what do you call them now, P.R.O. <laughs> and she went to people and said that, we are going to take this, you know, headgear. Because we have to honor apostle. And she bought the headgear 10 pounds. And then she's giving it to them at 20 pounds or 15 pounds or 30 pounds. What has she done? Stolen. She has... She has taken other people's property, you know, without their consent. She lied, she lied, she lied. She committed the, 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 the thought of lies and the thought of, of, of theft. And unjust enrichment in contract. You know something? Because she lied. So if she wants to, all of you to wear this headgear, Let's say this sister is the one selling the headgear. She has a shop. Okay? She must go and look for the cheapest place to buy the same quality. And tell the sister that, though you are a member of the church, if I find it cheaper somewhere else, I won't buy from you. Okay? That is sincerity. And she goes and finds it and says, look, this is how much they sell it there. You are going to supply so many people. That's how much you sell it. So that she's not making money off people. And she now says to all of you, the, the dead gear is 10 pounds, and this is the shop you buy it. And the other woman will prepare for all the numbers that you buy, and they go buy. That is not a sin. Or the same uniform that she wore. But when she now says, oh, this is the uniform we are going to wear. And she's looking for how to make money without labor out of other people. She had fallen a victim of Lucifer. And Satan will punish her. The same thing with this culture when people do a ceremony, they now come out and begin to put money on your head, degrading you to a dollar bill. I mean, can you reason? You are worth more than that. Useless hand, putting useless money on useless head. You will not, that will not be your head in Jesus' name. Did Jesus not say that whatever you give to your left, your right should not know? Show me the act of righteousness. Is a man going to display money? He stood like a foolish man. So that they can say, I have money. When he has so many bills to pay. And he's counting the number of the... That's why he changed 10 pounds to 50, 50 pennies. 
and paper. If they do one one penny paper, people will be using it to to be using. Because all of them who are doing it are bankrupt. They are they are they are debtors. They they have all manners of issues financially busted. People who really have money, they don't do that because if they do that, they can follow them home. So they will not do that in the public. They will put the money, reasonable money, in an envelope, honorably give it to the person doing the function. The person doing function that is looking for people to come and put money in his head. He himself is what? Stupid. Yeah, it's just stupid. Because you see then, those people who are court members, who are not born again like him, who have been looking for you, they can't find you. They only need to come and say, yeah. They will take one dollar bill into a shrine, put it in the altar of Lucifer, and invoke evil spirit there. And they will pour the dollar on your head, and then the one that they will use to harm you, they will place it on your forehead. Contact, finish. The person will walk like elephant and eat like ants. You understand what I'm talking about? If you don't understand, the Bible says he hands money into empty pockets. But God, what have I done? I serve you. Serve what? No, you serve money. Mammon became your God. Ah, but it is, it, is, it is culture. Who told this culture? The Nigeria where I started, they banned it. It's not a criminal act in Nigeria. Ah, it is a culture to decorate. to bury anymore. Now listen to me, in the family sector. Yeah, but all of them I made sure that I did not buy alcohol for any human being. In my marriage I did not give anybody alcohol. Alcohol, the money to buy it, I will buy 10 bottles of juice and Fanta and Coca-Cola. I will not try to please a man and bankrupt myself. I'm just going to be married. I need money from people. <laughs> because after marriage, the woman will chop money. So, <laughs> so for me to come and say that, let me appease these people. I buy them Guinness. Which Guinness? The money to buy one bottle of Guinness, I will have almost bought like a, almost a carton of Fanta. So, in my marriage, if you can't drink Fanta, take water. If you can't take water, take air and go. <laughs> you, you have <laughs> three options. Fanta, Coca-Cola, water, or air. After you finish eating, if you feel that I didn't give you stout, I didn't give you beer, I didn't give you whiskey and brandy, just open your mouth and drink it by faith. And off you go. Because tomorrow after the wedding, if I knock their door and say I couldn't pay my rent, they won't listen to me. And the one that will drink cartons of my strong drink, and then five people and destroy my party, is the one that you can't ever find where you knock their door. They won't answer you. They are the one be telling you that where you know that you are not up to you even go to it. I will gather now. Be wise like a serpent and be calm like a dove. Whatever you do, do it while you have. Let me pray with you. Lord, I commit this household into <coughs> your hand. May your grace and mercy be upon them all. In Jesus' name. Put your hands together for the Lord.
I'm supposed to stop 10 minutes ago. Before I go, I was told that there's a youth announcement. Who is doing the youth announcement in this first service? Uh, Brad Jason. So let Cobra Jason to, out to come and do the youth announcement. But as Brad Jason comes out, let me ask you, is there anybody watching with us for the first time? Wave your hands. We have a little pack to give anyone coming in for the first time. You're very, very welcome. You didn't invite a friend? You didn't invite a friend? Clap for yourself then. Do you know what? <laughs> Is God blessing you in this house? There are some places where you go. As I begin.